Have you ever looked at the newspaper or your scoreboard app and wished that you could see exactly how your team got to the outcome that they did? Or are you just looking to get more educated as a gambler or maybe a fantasy player? If you are, then you need to check out expandtheboxscore.com. Expandtheboxscore.com was created to fill a major void in the college football landscape. The amount of NFL data available is widespread, but the amount of in-depth college football information is kind of lacking. So not anymore. The guys over at Expand the Box Score decided to fill that void and create a service that goes through every stat for every FBS player from the Troy Trojans to the Boise State Broncos. ExpandTheBoxScore.com has you covered from targets, down and distance metrics, play calling tendencies, player profiles, so much more. It's all fully customizable and tailored to what you want to see to make you more educated. ExpandTheBoxScore.com has it all. And it's not just college football. That was that was their kind of their claim to fame, but they've expanded. They got the NFL. They have Major League and Minor League Baseball and even NBA and some college basketball. It starts at just 15 bucks per sport for the entire year for unlimited access to all the information you need. But with our code BREAKDOWN, that's B-R-K-D-W-N, you can get 10% off per sport and you can also get all sports uh, for 50 bucks. It was created out of need. Expandtheboxscore.com delivers every touch of every player in every sport. It's easy to navigate and it's an affordable way to do it. Be a smarter fan. Check out expandtheboxscore.com today. Use our promo code BREAKDOWN. That's B R K D W N for 10% off per sport. Check it out today. Gentlemen, it's the World Series. It's game six going on. Uh, it, well, it's about to be going on as we start recording here. Let's have some fun today. Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. The 3 2. That was dropped deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! What's up? Episode 23, Tommy C, Maddie P, Seven Costanza. Gentlemen, how are we doing and, and, and how are we handling the World Series right now? Um, I'm at a loss for words, financially speaking, just because the Nationals seem to be fucking me at every corner. Um, yeah, so that, that futures bet's looking pretty bleak right now. Um, I don't know what to say. If you can't win a fucking game at home, you don't deserve to win the World Series. So, yeah, uh, I'm pretty fucked right now. So that's how my outlook has been since game two. It's really been so up and down. It's like Washington goes into Houston, takes the first two, and it's like, holy shit, this wild card team is about to upset the best team in baseball and then we go back, and you're like, you're going back for three games at home. How do you not love this? And they just totally got ass-fucked pretty bad at home. And it's terrible, man. It's horrible. I don't It's funny because it. the old saying goes, you know, a series doesn't start till a team wins on the road. Well, a team hasn't won at home yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What the heck? Isn't that on? crazy? Like, no, there's been not one team that can capitalize on home field advantage. There were tits flying in game five. <laughs> Like, 
If I'm in, I'm sorry, but if I see boobies coming out, I'm trying to win that fucking game. How are you not motivated? Oh my I'd gosh. be so motivated. I would be hitting dingers. Like this all is how day. we do at our home. Tits out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, tits out. And tits you can't out. Win? Wrench out. You can't oh, wrench God. out. <laughs> tits <laughs> out. Wrench out. Go distance, Yabo. All right, counterpoint to all that. You could say that uh, the Nationals were distracted. <laughs> I mean, almost a home field disadvantage when you got that kind of uh, uh, distraction going on in the stands. You'd almost counterpoint think- to your counterpoint, though. She showed those calcium cannons <laughs> to Gary Cole. So that should have been on the national side. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You'd almost think Houston would be the distracted team in this situation. Like, Washington, we're at home. We're used to this. Every game this tits out. This is nothing. But, <laughs> you know, apparently that wasn't the case. Oh, so. I love it. Um, all right, here, here's, the, here's the big question, I think, coming out of this. And we'll, we'll dive into it further later. <laughs> but if that's Justin Verlander, knowing that he's got Kate Upton to go home to, is it a different mm. story? No, because the Julia Rose's nipples were like little Hershey kisses compared to Kate Upton's giant areolas. So I think that <laughs> would throw him for a fucking way to open this show. <laughs> <laughs> Verlander wouldn't be distracted. Not not by those. No way. Oh, oh my gosh. All right, so now back to baseball. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so meet the Mets. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm going to lay in the, the actual meet the Mets song here because Seven, I didn't know this. Jordan brought this up to me. Meet the Mets is actually a song. I didn't know that. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies, bring your wife. Guaranteed to have the time of your life because the Mets are really sucking the ball. Knocking those home runs over the wall. East side, west side, everybody's coming down to meet the M-E-T-S Mets of New I thought it was, no. I didn't. Know I, I was, well, you're gonna you're gonna hear it when you listen back to this episode because I thought it was just great alliteration on your part, Seven, when you came up with this segment. No. But yeah, Meet the Mets is a 1960s, uh, just just absolutely gold intro uh, for the New York Mets. But uh, the Wilpons lose out on Girardi um, as they go through round three of their interviews and seem to be adding more names. What? What the fuck is going on in Queens? This is what. So, think of a franchise that I'm personally offended, and I'm not even a Mets fan because you keep the. This is why the Wolfons are just morons. They have like as you get to round two of interviews, you should be down to your final four candidates, maybe at like ideally at least you know two left, at most four, and the Mets keep adding more people into the ring. So at this point, like I've heard everyone from Carlos Beltran all the way to their minor league bench coach, I think, and Girardi was clearly their number one, and they didn't treat him that way. So, uh, you know, I, I don't hate what Girardi did. It's like, all right, I, I'm sure he wanted the Mets job. He wanted to coach in New York again, but it's like, you know, fuck it, like shit or get off the pot, and he took the best offer, which was the Phillies, because they actually gave him an offer. 
So I don't understand how the Mets are they're not competent, so we know that, but I don't understand what their mindset is going into this because if you go to round three and you're adding more candidates to the pool, I don't think we're going to get a manager in New York until January at this rate. Yeah, if you add, like, let's say they started with three and now they're at six, why are the first three still involved if you're adding more guys later? Like, right? they count themselves out at this point? I mean, it, it definitely makes no sense. If you're Girardi, it makes sense for him to say... You know, like Seven said, all right, enough's enough. I can't wait around. Because what if the Phillies get anxious and they hire someone and Girardi's sitting there waiting? He doesn't end up getting it. I mean, that's silly. So, you know, the Mets, I, I have so many relatives that are Mets fans. It's to the point where I just feel bad oh. for them. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to become a Mets fan for this season and hope that it works out for you guys. But it never really does. So, I, you know, it, I don't know what to say about the Mets organization. I, I got nothing. Can we keep that soundbite of Matty P saying he's going to become a Mets fan, but, like, isolate everything else just so we have he's going to become a Mets fan? <laughs> Please don't do that and twist my words so it sounds like I'm all of a sudden a Mets oh, fan. Oh, trust me, there's going to be some editing gold going on in there. <laughs> no, um, wait, wait. I think it's smart on, on Girardi's part, the way he handled it, because kind of like both of you guys said, what happens if, you know, he goes through – you know, 16 rounds of interviews and then, you know, they, they end up, you know, having bagel boss in the pinstripes and, and Girardi's <laughs> just on the outside looking in like the fucking jealous girlfriend meme. Like, Oh my God. Chris Morgan, the bagel boss would be the perfect manager for this fucking <laughs> team. Just, just, Is that fight amazing. happening? Because they're, no, it got canceled. Lenny Dykstra pulled oh, out. Wow. Actually, no, I think the bagel boss pulled out. Both of them pulled out. Um, <laughs> Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a show we have here. No, but I, I know. Yeah, I, we started talking about in. boobies. Uh, yeah, when you got me on the on the tits, I uh, I lose track of where I am. But <laughs> what's anyway, the bagel I, man doing nowadays? Like, what's he just fighting bagel clerks? Apparently. <laughs> no, I, he got a lifetime ban from bagel. All right, he's on to Panera then. He can't go back. I there think he's go. back. He's going to Panera. He's going back to the chains because they'd be hard pressed not to take that notoriety. So, unbelievable. I think he's going in there asking for an everything and throwing poppy seeds everywhere. So, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, and, and then you have you know, Brody, our, our, our favorite, saying that he wants to go after Garrett Cole and Anthony Rendon. Um. He he wants to become quote a behemoth in the market. Someone sell yes. this to me, please. This is the same man who said I give up in June, and now he is found a new lease on life when he realized that he can spend as much money as he wants because the Will Ponds apparently can never run out. Uh, I honestly like as far as the Mets' stupid moves go. This pro, I mean, it's not like saying this is. Nobel Prize worthy because they're the best two fucking players available. So I'm sure everyone wants to get them. But I think to to be aggressive and get at least one of them, that would be a huge win for New York. Um, Especially looking at Rendon because the Mets had so many injuries and so many holes in that lineup. The pitching should be back to what it was last year. Um, not, Not counting on Wheeler to resign, but I think if you look at Rendon in that lineup, that changes a lot of dynamic for the New York Mets. I don't think they're going to get both of them. I think they potentially could get one. It really depends on both players 
meeting with the Wolpons and whoever the manager will be at that point to say, is this really where I want to play the next eight years of my life? What do you put the percentage of that happening? I'm going to turn to you, Matty P, on one of them, let alone both. Well, I mean, it really all depends if, you know, if, if the organization's really giving them the freedom to just, here, go spend what you want, get us get us back to the playoffs. I mean, yeah, you got to try to get at least one of them. I, you know, like Seven said, their pitching is, is pretty solid, barring any health concerns. I mean, you know, and it has been for the past however many years, these same guys, and it's, they can't get over the hump. Um, so I guess Rendon would probably be your top choice because of that. Uh, obviously, Cole, adding Cole to that rotation would be awesome to watch. But, yeah, I mean, it's to the point now where the Mets, they they got to bring in someone big. And if it's one of the two top guys on the market, you got to try for that, in my opinion, definitely. And I think Rendon would be the one. Let me pose this question to both of you, though, because Brody's first offseason comes in, shakes up the roster big time, makes those trades to get Cano and Edwin Diaz. Like, do you, do you trust this man evaluating talent? I know free agency is a different ballgame, but do you trust him to make the right moves? I think you can make an argument either way. Um, I would say... For me, I do not trust him. Um, I, I think that what has been good has been gifted to him. He hasn't really shown um, an overly – like he hasn't shown that he can go convince a Garrett Cole to come to New York. You know what I mean? That's my point too because I don't think he – That's that's why I would put the chances at getting – even one of them at less than 20% because I don't think you can pitch because Cole grew up a Yankees fan, A, and he has a desire to stay on the West Coast. So there's two conflicting ideals there, especially if you're the Mets. Rendon obviously just saw his team kind of come from the cellar of the NL East and rally around a core group of young talent to make it to the World Series. And I don't think the Mets actually have that type of dynamic i think they have a lot of aging veterans that are past their prime but i think the pitching might be something that you can allure them with for both players obviously for cole wanting to pitch in that rotation made up of Syndergaard and Degrom to be you know potentially the number two or even the number one in that in that case and rendon would probably answer all of jacob Degrom's prayers by giving him some fucking run support so I just don't think the storylines match up or from where the players actually want to be in terms of where their careers are now. I don't think they'd want to go to New York, for the Mets at least, for those reasons. I don't hate that. Yeah, I mean that – no, I don't hate it either. It totally makes sense. And, I, you know, it's one of those things I, I think they have to go for one or both of them if that's the case, whether or not those players want to go back, you know, want to go play for the Mets. You know, that's another story. I mean, if you got – top free agents out there not interested in going to play for your team you definitely got to think of a plan b so i mean you know at this point they've got i think they really do have the pitching it's just a matter of cleaning up that that one through nine and and getting some offense i mean and and let's not forget that didn't they go on they had a heck of a run for a month in you know this past season so i mean i think they have a team in place they just gotta piece it all together at this point yeah, I, I don't. The question is, is that that run enough to build on? I think I think it's going to be the question that the Mets got to answer. Yeah, that's a I great, think great that, question. 
I think that run is very reminiscent of a Mirage. Uh, we've seen them do this before. They did it last year, too. And you can blame a lot of it on injuries. But I, I hate that excuse after watching the Yankees this year and what they've done with their, their what they did with their injuries and that problem. So I think the Mets are just hey, they need a manager first. I don't think any player wants to go there without knowing who the yep. fucking manager is. And and B, I think Brody what him saying he wants to be this behemoth in the market, he's just honestly he's looking at it like I want to be the Yankees. Like I want that market share to be mine. And you can't and if the Yankees have taught us anything or any big market team that just spends, 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 is that that window closes eventually. And I think that's a great segue into talking about what just happened with the Red Sox, Matty P. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, you're right. Uh, you know, and they've done it in the past and it failed. I don't know. I don't know why they went back to that, you know, back with the uh, Carl Crawford and uh, Gonzalez. But, you know, and that's that's how Dombrowski was and it seems like that's how you know your boy over there at the Mets is starting to act like when he's saying I'm going to be a behemoth I mean I that instantly I'm perceiving you want to go for the top guys and spend a whole bunch of money and pay them when historically it's proven to us that hasn't really been working as of late you know so yep I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're, I just find it I just find it odd how you call uh, Brody Sevens boy when you're the the proclaimed Mets fan in this in this episode. <laughs> yeah, this is a great spot to insert that soundbite. Uh, I want to be. My words are gonna get twisted. <laughs> on me. I love it. This is why the Patriots don't give doesn't give the media anything. Like they won't give the media anything. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Browns had no problem giving them the football three times though. Um, anyway, uh, Girardi to the Phillies. I mean, we kind of touched on it with the Mets. I think it's a good move all around. Yeah, now that it's happened, I think it's a good move. I, I The Phillies needed someone that can go in there and just kind of not roll heads, but at least put some type of semblance of authority in, in that seat because Gabe Kapler certainly wasn't it. And also surprising, Gabe Kapler is getting interviews with the Giants right now, so just keep an eye on that. Um but I, I think there's a lot to be said about the Phillies and going with Girardi. My concern is that there seems to be a huge disconnect at the top with ownership through the GM down to the manager. And that's seemingly what kind of threw the, the Gabe Kapler is signing up in flames. Um, no one got along. And obviously there was a disconnect between how to build and, and generate talent from your minor league system and also just spend drunkenly and grab all the free agents you can. Uh, speaking of spending big, it did not work in Philly last year. So I think Girardi is a good stable move for them. I don't expect them to be great next year, but I expect them to improve at least. Yeah, I agree. I like it a lot too. Um, Seven said a great, they need some authority in there. He's the type of guy who could come in and put his foot down. There's, you know, again, you got a nice mix of veterans in there, um, big personalities. Um, but he's got a roster that can compete right off the bat. I think their pitching could use a little bit of improvement, but I do like their their bats. I do like the veterans they have on that team. Um, I'm not 100% who's coming up as free agents from their roster. It's something I could look into. We could get into rosters in the offseason, I'm sure. But, um, but I do love the move for the Phillies. It seems like the city is behind them. It seems like the ownership, the fans, you know, and, and you need that support coming in. Um, 
and you know obviously he's got a, a decent track record of course so i think it's encouraging for the phillies they should be excited all right because you guys took this way too seriously and now we got to get back to our usual shenanigans did you guys see the report of joe girardi's first meal in philly was it was it a not cheesesteak oh i would have guessed oh. that too yeah what are you thinking joe it was a pumpkin bread seasonal french toast Get oh the fuck out it, of here. Uh, Girardi claims it has 10,000 calories in it. It was from oh the Green God. Eggs Cafe, which is apparently a Philadelphia staple. I've been to the Green Eggs Cafe. Sick brag, dude. Really? Yeah, humble <laughs> brag. I did not get that pumpkin bread. So I call it bullshit that it's 10,000 calories. Jeez, what a terrible I'm going. I'm, I, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. I'm... Going out of limb and saying it is not ten thousand calories. If the, what I get from Chipotle is only like twelve hundred, then this is definitely not ten thousand. How many calories do you think um, were in Mark Melanson's <laughs> avocado and and weird oatmeal fucking plate? That whatever it is, negative. Whatever it is, it was half because he only fucking half ate the avocado. <laughs> that was disgusting. It was so brown. It looked like a piece of shit on its plate. Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys mentioned <laughs> you guys mentioned the Red Sox getting their new GM in uh in in Bloom. Uh, I'm gonna turn to you, Maddie P, first because you're you're our Sox guy. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, man, I love the move personally. Um, he, you know, coming from a raised organization where it's very and and. You know, John Henry used the word collaborative, but they work well together. They they get a bunch of very intelligent men, bring them in a room, and build an awesome team with less than fifty million on a payroll, and it's it's highly impressive. And he was kind of the brains of that operation. Um, the cool thing about Shane Bloom, he's only thirty six years old, and he started off as an intern in two thousand five with the Rays and just worked his way through. He was like twenty two or twenty three when he started with the Rays, so any college kids or late high school kids listening right now just never give up start somewhere get, get your foot in the door and you'll work your way into the most you know incredible job um that you could only dream of but no he did he worked his way up he busted his ass and he's young he's hungry he's motivated and that's the type of you know person you want to come in and, and lead your organization in my opinion so um, I love it. He spent a lot of years developing the minor league t- uh, system for the Rays, which is one of the best in baseball, and that's what the Red Sox kind of need. Dombrowski went away from that, in my opinion, you know, trading some young guys, bringing in some veterans, trying to win now, uh, which, you know, worked, but but they're obviously moving on from that. So I really like it. I hope he can develop their minor league system once again um, to be one of the top in baseball where it was at one point. And it's not terrible, but... You know, he's got a lot of history doing that, so I think he's going to improve their um, their farm system. Uh, I'm very excited f- for that for that move, to be honest with you. I didn't expect it at first, but um, once I heard about it, I was, I was pumped. Seven, you have been uh, uncharacteristically complimentary of the, of the Red Sox with this move. Yeah, I'm not going to give you any sound clips for me saying anything about them that is nice because I don't want to use it against <laughs> me, but <clears throat> sorry, Matt. Um, That's okay. But no, I, I've been a fan of this move since I heard that it was coming together. And 
Friday night, news kind of broke like they they were closed. Saturday morning, um, I'm sorry, Thursday night, and then Friday morning, it, it came together. Uh, I was extremely shocked. <clears throat> I guess shocked is the right word because, Maddie, I think you brought it up too. Like they have historically been a team that's been very, uh, what's the what's the word? I guess not cheap uh, is the I guess the right way to put it. Mm-hmm. They've they've always been very. Uh, not they're not conscious when they spend and the minor league system has definitely taken a toll but i think you knew what you were getting with dombrowski um you know is not going to be something that is built for the future and it's evidenced by all his stops in major league baseball he wants to win now you got a ring so it's tough to call it a failure but i think where he left the team similar to how the tigers were left after he left uh it's definitely a cause for concern so i love the bloom signing i love how you're getting a guy that's come from a team that had a payroll of, you know, just north of sixty million dollars last year. Uh, that won over not what would they win like ninety eight games, 90, 97 games, something like that. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, they made the playoffs. They had a nice little run. They did it with a bunch of trades, and I think Bloom is going to adopt a lot of those principles to stick in Boston. I'm going to be very curious to see what happens if JD opts out of that contract and then what he has to do because he's essentially deciding between re-signing JD Martinez or trading Mookie Betts at that point and I, I, don't, I just don't know what to expect from that I think personally it's going to be a lot of fun to watch how he constructs this roster because he is the type of guy that coming from that background in Tampa he understands what the value of a dollar means so I think you're going to see a lot of trades. You're going to see a lot of veterans get shipped out uh, for the right price, of course. I don't think he's just going to trade them to trade them. But I think he wants to get younger. I think he wants to develop that farm system and kind of work backwards, uh, contrary to what a lot of Red Sox fans are used to. I love it. I can't wait to see how he constructs the team as well. That's a good way to put it. The, You know what? I, I almost feel like J.D. is going to walk, and we'll know sooner rather than later. I guess he's he's got to let them know. Once the World Series ends, he's got like less than a week to, to yeah. let them know what he's doing. So that should be coming up sooner rather than later. Um, as far as bets, it's going to be tough. Like you said, you know, you got Bloom coming in who knows the value of a dollar. It's it's tough to see him extending bets with a huge deal, which if that's the case, then you're looking at, you know, let's say J.D. walks, bets walks, you almost – you're building around Devers and Bogarts offensively, um, right? in my opinion, which isn't a bad start. So, you know, they're definitely going to reconstruct, and I can't wait to see how he does it. You're right, Seven. That should be fun to watch. I'm really <clears throat> intrigued to see how long it takes him. I, I'm going to say tur- to turn it around, but to just bolster this team. Yeah, I think this is going to be – so this is the concern if you're a Red Sox fan. I think you have to exercise a lot of patience. Um, and when I say a lot, I mean more than a year. Because I know Boston's plan or their hopes were to get back into contention next year. I think, honestly, you have to wait. I I think Bloom deserves a shot to build a roster in his image into what he has been known to do. Uh, this is the same guy that fleeced the Pittsburgh Pirates into getting glass now. And um, I'm blanking on his fucking name. Meadows. Jesus Christ. It's been <laughs> a long week. Uh, and the boobies are distracting me again. But he flees the Pirates. He's been a part of multiple deals. Got rid of their cornerstone player in Longoria. So I don't think he's one for sentiment. 
I think the the thing about Mookie Betts is if you're the Red Sox right now, the problem you're going to have is that you want to trade players that aren't Mookie Betts to free up payroll, but you really can't trade any of them right now because A, they're either damaged goods, Chris Sale, B, they're underperformers, David Price, Rick Porcello. So when you when you think about maximizing value for a player, Mookie Betts fits all the categories. He's young, he's cheap, you can get him and lock him up, and you can get a haul of a return in terms of prospects and MLB-ready talent. You can't get that with the other players that the Red Sox have right now, barring Devers or Bogarts, but I don't think they want to trade them because Bogarts is on a friendly deal. Devers is still arbitration eligible. So there's a lot of things that are in flux with that roster, and the way it kind of comes out is that Mookie Betts might be the odd man out for the, all the wrong reasons. There's also been rumor for, I mean, and, and I don't know how much traction there is to it, but that the Dodgers are looking to buy, and it would be either a Francisco Lindor or a Mookie Betts would be their, one of their two targets. How much stock do you guys put into that? For that, I put, I don't know. I It's tough because they're comparable players. Does, I mean, that makes sense. So it would be essentially a one-for-one, one, right? No, it wouldn't, be Lindor, it wouldn't be Lindor and Mookie. It would be the Dodgers getting okay. either one of them. Oh, okay, I got you. Uh, no, I don't put too much stock into that, to be honest. Just I, I just, I can't see that happening. I, I don't see it happening. It, I guess if it did happen, I wouldn't be that shocked um you know they're they aren't afraid to spend money either but um no nah, i wouldn't put too that much. was something that came across and got a lot of traction in cleveland this week because of the name of francisco lindor being thrown out in there um it was interesting to me to see how many people were either staunchly opposed which i didn't you know i didn't anticipate or i didn't you know uh i can't well i can't talk um Apparently, um, <laughs> there's the name. Um, <laughs> I wonder if Spotify will let us do that or Apple Podcast or anything. No, just call it TOFTB. Mm, it's out there for we the go. boys. Just have it. Le- there we go. Um, but uh, a lot of people were opposed to it, which I kind of expected. But I was interested to see how many people were like, "Well, if you get a decent return, fuck it." Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. so like the problem with deals like that when you when you put the hypotheticals into like everything that could be, and I know it's a rumor for a reason because it's probably being talked about, but I feel like it's one of those things where you turn off trades and MVP <laughs> baseball and just see what sticks, like just to like throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what could yeah, happen. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean, for sure. Um, news out of Pittsburgh this weekend. Changing gears here. Um, as you put it, seven. The Pirates are without a crew. Yeah, big time. Uh, they got rid of Clint Hurdle, uh, and then they just got rid of Neil Huntington, and they named a new, I want to say, president. Uh, yeah, a new president of baseball operations. So getting rid of Hurdle and Huntington, both of them had one year left on their deals. It's surprising because ownership came out and said these guys are safe for 2020, and then the next day Hurdle's out, and then a week after Huntington's out. So I'm not really sure what's going on. This this whole organization is just up shit's creek without a paddle when you take into account everything with the off-field stuff with Vasquez, the on-field stuff with Keone Kella, who's getting into fights with managers and coaches. Um, Kyle Crick fought Vasquez. 
there's been a lot of tension within the club and apparently it stems all the way from the top because no one can seem to get their mind right on who they want to keep and who they want to let go. Uh, yeah, it's a ghost ship right now. Ghost Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. What else can I plug? Johnny Depp. Uh, this is <laughs> this is about as as disarray as you're gonna find at any professional sports level. Uh, this actually makes the Pirates look worse than the Mets right now, Oof. in my opinion. Yeah, it's not a good look at all for the Pirates. Um, here's the thing, though if if they're cleaning house and just dumping everyone and totally revamping this organization, is this a, an attractive job to you? And, and the reason I'm saying that is because you're coming in with zero expectations. And you're coming in just like, we need to rebuild this team and it's going to be a process. You're almost starting from scratch. Isn't that kind of a good thing if you're a manager, in a sense, to where you almost want to come in and, and have a say in all, everything that takes place and you know have a vision. And here's our goal within the next three to five years. Let's make it happen. And you're almost job secure, right? I mean, after one year, if you have a bad year with this team, are you fired? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, think so, so, right? You're being given time to no. turn this around. So I'd almost, you know, I'm looking at it from a different angle. I'd almost want this job if I was a, a free agent manager. The question is, even, even though you're going to have some job security, is it worth the struggle you're going to go through? Because you are not, you're not going to win with, with this roster, and it's not set up to win anytime soon. That's a great question. You're not going to win now, correct? And if you come in with the mindset that it's not, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not a Dombrowski. We're not going to win next year. This is going to be a three to five year, potential, you know, uh, process. So I mean, if you come in with that mindset, like, okay, we're going to suck. You know, I know we're going to suck, but we're going to. You know, there's going to be a new way to play Pirates baseball, and this is how we're going to fucking do it. Now, let's fucking go. Who's with me? Who's not with me? Arg. Bring in some young kids. Rebuild. Arg. Right? I want to put a patch over my <laughs> like, re- rebuild your mi- Rebuild your minor league, you know? Fire up the troops, man, and, and breed them as, as Pirates. And over the next three, four years, you could have, you know, a hungry team ready to go if you, if you raise them right. You know what I mean? So. so the reason I would want this job is because I just saw what happened with the manager and the GM before. Mm. And after being given public outcry that they're – or public, I guess, confirmation that they're going to be back. And then only a day later the manager's gone and a week later the GM's gone. Right. That would make Blind me – Yeah, that would give me a little pause. No loyalty. No loyalty. Uh, these – is it, are hose pirates? Or are they no they're strippers? I guess I'm Ooh. trying to think of Pirate City on <laughs> Wait. I was gonna say these hoes ain't loyal, oh. but there's pirate hookers. There's pirate hoes, yeah. The, the crew ain't loyal. We'll, we'll go with that. Ain't loyal. Um Jesus Christ. We'll I fucking that. love um, this episode. This might be my favorite episode. Our, this might be my favorite episode we've ever done. Yeah, this is a good one. We're getting we're going into dark places. Um, dark through. waters. Yeah. Dark. <laughs> dark, dark, choppy seas. We're so uh, fucking stupid. No. <laughs> Seven, I see what you're saying, though, dude. It's like, all right, we... Oh, I got one. The manager had to walk the plank. <laughs> that wraps up another episode we of Gap to Gap. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's G-rated. Everyone oh, get behind that. Oh, that's so I love it. All right. <laughs> But yeah, they were blindsided, dude, by the 
by the leadership of yeah. that organization, and that's something you gotta you gotta take into consideration. And, and not to mention they had R. Kelly fucking closing <laughs> games for him. So Jesus, there's a lot to go into. Like I'm, I'm sorry, there's a lot, a lot to, to clean, clean up. up with this. <laughs> and I, I just, and Matt, you're right. It's not going to be one year. It's going to be, I would say, probably in the longer end of three to five years. Maybe the problem. And again, so. another. Pro- I, I hate to be pessimistic, but let's be honest. Anytime I can take a shot at Pittsburgh, I'm gonna. Um, you're yep. still in a tough division, even if you do get this thing turned around. You still have to deal with the Cubs, who are gonna spend, the Brewers, who are who are in a good window right now, the Cardinals, who are gonna spend, the Reds, who are a baseball team. Um, I'd say the Reds are kind of in the same position as the Pirates, in a sense. So you could maybe call that yeah. one a wash. Um, you know, the Cubs, they're going to be, you know, new manager coming in, um, kind of outdated roster, if you will, uh, yeah. but still got some talent. And the Cardinals, I'd say, probably for the long term, three next three years, probably their biggest contender. But, you know, it's a division where, yeah, right now it looks scary, but they're going through a few changes themselves. I think the Pirates could compete for a wild card spot um, and, and possibly compete with the Cardinals if they do it right over the next few years. And it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. Um, gentlemen, we've made it 30, 30, over, th- over 30 minutes into this episode without actually talking about the World Series. And as Game 6 is going to be played tonight, the night of recording, uh, there might be a Game 7 today on Drop Day. Um, wh- I'm just going to open it up. I'm going to leave this very, very open-ended. Has this been a good series? I don't honestly I don't know I can't make that determination because all these games for the most part have been blowouts so I don't know if they're good I think the excitement level was at an all-time high when it was 2-2 when it was tied up and I thought okay so now it's a it's a best of three both teams are going to put their their best foot forward I don't know if it's been that good the Nationals scored a total of three runs in three days they got absolutely destroyed by Houston in every sense of the word. At home, they couldn't get a win. So, no, I, I don't think it's a good series. I think this is just a route, and it's come from both teams uh, on different occasions. Obviously, Washington opening up by just taking it to the, the Astros at, at uh, Minute Maid. And then going back to Washington, it, just, it, was, it was a totally different series once he came back here to Washington, um, here, like I'm fucking from Washington. Once he came back to the East Coast. No, what are you in a hotel in Washington right now? <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I missed the game. I forgot it was in Houston, so I'm in Washington. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, I think this has been kind of a disappointment thinking about when we predicted it, how this was going to be based around pitching and defense, and it just hasn't been. It's been very sloppy, um, and there's just been way too much offense for us to consider this any type of a pitching duel. Same question to you. If you ask me if I'm enjoying myself, um, no, not since the end of game two. I'm not enjoying myself. Straight up not having a good time. Um, No, it's been been terrible. I mean, dude, it's, it's crazy how this panned out. The Nationals tee off in Houston for 17 runs in two games, and they've scored three at home in three games and it's like you know what the talk about a turn of events like i was on the nationals wagon on the front baby sharking for hours (laughs) 
and they turn around and just lay an egg at home. It, it's like, you know, I did not see that coming at all. Not rooting for the Astros, so now I'm, I feel deflated. Like, just get it over with tonight because this has been pathetic. Um, you know, so I think, like Seven said, when, even when I got 2-2, two to two, it's like, all right, you know, it's, it's back. But, again, they did nothing in game uh, five, so... You really, I mean, you got Strasburg tonight, Verlander. Hopefully, we'll have a good pitchers duel and see a good game. Um, but I don't expect the Nationals to to win tonight. I, I'm gonna say this has not been a good series, and the reason is is, is to Seven's point, it's all been blowouts. They like I don't I don't mind every team winning on the road. I don't mind the them flipping the script of it was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be about pitching, but it's actually been the bats. Um, I feel like we just haven't seen a lot of good baseball yet. And that's upsetting as hell to me. Yeah, that's the issue I have because it's been so one-sided on both ends. Like, it, No home team's won. So, I mean, if you take that into perspective, it's just... So maybe, actually, Maddie, to your point, then maybe the Nationals do win because it's in Houston, so... Exactly. Who fucking knows, yeah. But, no, I, there was a lot of excitement coming out, and maybe that was just the bias of wanting to see the Nationals finally secure a World Series title. So after the first two games, which, you know, they were blowouts, but it was it, it felt closer than the last three games. Um, yeah, I just I, – this is forgettable for me. The most thing – or the most memorable thing from this series is Julia Rose flashing yeah. pits. So, I, <laughs> like, take that for what it is. That's, that's essentially, like, what I'm going to remember about the 2019 World Series. Well, the Astros jumped on the Nationals in those three home games early. Within the first two innings, they were scoring runs. And the, and the Nationals fans really had nothing to cheer for after that. So it's almost been boring watching these games where yeah. there's, like, very little excitement. You know, I mean, the Astros jump on them, and it's like silence in the ballpark for the rest of the game. I, it's just, yeah, it's kind of lame, to be honest. Which also goes to speak to the level of, I guess, the fans, too, for both of these teams, because it was the same shit in Houston with the Nationals. Like, exactly. I understand that you're going to be deflated, but, like, come on, man. Like, it's a World Series. Like, get into it. I, right. I get it. Like, your team did not score first, but, yeah, you're right, Maddie. It's been, like, it's been fucking just dead air. Yep. I, I, I hear way too much Joe Buck. So I, I would like you're to not a Joe Buck guy. Yeah. No, I actually I'll say do I, love Joe Buck, but I'm, I'm a big Joe Buck guy. Um, yeah. but it, I'm not sure if you guys saw the stat. Um, I forget what game they. It was game four. They showed it during. Um, the Astros this year are 28 and two when they put up two runs in the first inning, two runs or more in the first inning, and their only two losses have been game one and two. Wow. Yeah. That's just a wild number to me. And then uh, in our our game six preview, the the Astros are seven and one following or in the in Verlander's start following a loss. It's not good for the Nationals. That being yeah. said, uh-huh. the only loss was game what was it two game two. Yeah, it was game two. Wow. So just a it's couple nice fun game. fun stats to tickle out there. Um, a little food yeah, for thought. Yeah, something to, to, mm-hmm. to put in the gums and chew on. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, 
My whole thing is just the the run differential right now. 19-3 in the last three games is not going to get it done. So I don't know if that's cause for, you know, for the Nationals to just jumpstart the offense. But I also don't like the idea of a team automatically turning it on the second that they're down. Uh, I feel like they should have been playing to the level that they showed in the first two games the whole time. So I just I'm I'm not I guess I, I'm not hopeful that there's going to be a game seven. I wish there would be because I feel like a game seven at least could give some intrigue to this. But for the most part, it's just been very lopsided on both ends. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I think you win two in Houston and then you're heading home. I mean, there is there shouldn't be any pressure on you. You know, you wouldn't think at least. You're you're up two nothing and you're going home for three. I mean, if anything, Houston had the pressure, but they came out calm, cool, collective, got it done. I mean, you got to give credit to Houston. Um, and yeah, I mean, after those three games, it just seems like it, it just seems like it's over. You know, like all right, it's gonna yeah. end tonight. Like I just have that feeling. Um, you're right. If it does go to game seven, I would. It would. My excitement level would jump back up. But right now, it's pretty low. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. All right, let's get to the fun stuff. Boobies at the ballpark. <laughs> julia rose during game five just goes full tits out for the boys and ends up getting the axe what's that oh no i just oh goes full tits out for the boys and gets the axe from major league baseball for the rest of her life um let's just start with fair foul here Fair, 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 fair. Hammering fair. The ban, the lifetime ban, is fair. Oh no, like her. Oh yeah, that's that's as, yeah, that's that's is. dead center field. That's as fair as can be. The yeah. brilliant publicity oh, stunt yeah, so, to do it on that platform. Yeah, so you know I mean, mean, we might as well give her the give her the pub that she was going for. Julia Rose is a 25 year old glamour model, reality TV star, and founder of Shag Mag, an online publication featuring photos of popular Instagram models. Um, and her and Laura Summer uh, and Kayla Lauren flashed Astros pitcher Garrett Cole in the seventh inning of game five. Uh, and it was as seen on TV. I, I wish we could have gotten Joe Buck to comment on that live. I, I'm sure he was waiting to. <laughs> um and I'm sure in his earpiece, his producer was saying, do not talk about those tits. <laughs> um, because, dude, I felt like the guys from Harold and Kumar that just record movies to find tits. Like, just when you see it, you're like, oh, tits, 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 tits. <laughs> Pause it. Take a picture of it because it's not going to be there for a while. And then grab it. But in the, in the day of internet and social media... I can see them every day now. So thank you, Julia. That was quite the gift you gave us on national. Oh, uh, I, 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 I think a lifetime ban. Yeah, is I would man. agree. Um, oh yeah, we're still ban- talking about the ban. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Ban from all major league baseball stadiums and spe- or and facilities indefinitely. That's a little rough. I mean, you know, maybe suspended for a year or two, and then probation for five or ten years. You have to wear layers of bra covering before you enter the park, and we're gonna have security stay with you the entire time. I volunteer time, as tribute, like that. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you could get people to volunteer. No, not a paid gig. I mean, it's a no-brainer. So, 
I think a lifetime ban is definitely a little too harsh. Poor so girl. let me let me ask you this, both of you. If uh, we're sitting behind home plate and we decide to show our chest, do we? No, I, w- I would definitely say that we do not. Um, but I guarantee, if we pulled out some elephant trunk, we would get a lifetime. <laughs> so that's <laughs> we'd get a lifetime ban there. Monty Python but. coming out on live TV. <laughs> that would fun be... size Snickers bar. <laughs> yeah, with the ridge and everything. <laughs> with the ridge and everything. Jesus, going full candy corn on Fox. <laughs> Need it. Um, yeah, no. I, I this is this is foul because I, I would argue that if I took my shirt off, MLB would be like, ah, oh, that's funny. It's, okay, but again, on, okay, free the nipple. <laughs> free the nipple. <laughs> um. No, you're right. Yeah. Though. If it was a guy, it'd be no big deal. But again, if you a know? guy goes full wrench, that's it, different. Well, correct. I mean, correct. 100%. If you're going full wrench behind home plate. Hundred percent. You're a diamond. Hey, what can I say, man? B- Dude, baseball you, just gets you, you jacked up. Yeah, baseball gets you jacked. And you just, <laughs> just fucking love Garrett Cole's spin right rate. Cage. Couldn't, couldn't control myself. Gonna show, so show him my spin rate. Yeah, just oh having some gosh. pre-com at the fucking top of the second. They would black out the TV if that Fuck. Oh. <laughs> I don't care if it's the World Series. Mute it out. Black it out. Oh. Uh. We got to get the lawnmower 2.0 for a promo code because that would be great to say, guys, if you want to just drop dong at the game, make sure your pubes are looking uh, right. Um, Julia Rose also uh, f- went went tits out for the boys <laughs> at Six Flags. Yeah, I saw that one too. I've actually been following her for a little while now, and this uh, – <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! Because um, just uh, uh, an no, interest. Just didn't she say like she's not done yet? This is only the beginning. Like, no, hold on a second, Seven. Has, you're just you're just a contact. huge literary fan, and that's why you've been following her for her for her literary contributions with Shagmag. Yeah, of course. I read the articles <laughs> uh, first and foremost. <laughs> if there happens to be some little Hershey Kiss Brown little nipples on the page, I, I might glance at them. Um, but like I don't watch baseball just to see tits. You guys are sickos. <laughs> the fact that I shut happened, my eyes and asked my wife to tell me when it was over. Yeah, so I had to leave the room. I was I so threw my strong. TV out the window. I, yeah, like, and then <laughs> consequently oh. burned my baseball glove for the MLB even allowing that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, can you imagine like being because in, in all serious now, if you're a 12 year old kid who is just discovering his body and see tits just come out at a fucking baseball game like how many kid how many how many 12 year old or 13 year olds that don't know what Pornhub is yet cranked it to that video last night you're right i'm living in the past because i didn't have that luxury when i was growing up so i had to use fucking print out pictures um i didn't have the the grace julia rose showing me her fucking calcium cannons and her dairy destroyers on national tv so, yeah, I, I can't relate, I guess, to the 13-year-olds today. Damn you. Dude, that is their favorite story for the rest of their life if they were there and witnessed that in person. How about how dude, about the, the guy part, like, next to them that yep, <laughs> yeah, just pulled out his phone <laughs> and with no fucking remorse whatsoever? Just, oh, oh, my God. Wife's not going to believe this one. <laughs> yep. Throw that into uh, the work folder. <laughs> but, yeah. 
That I saw that video. Spreadsheets like, underscore November underscore 2013 underscore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bills, expenses. Yeah, no, it's just don't go in there, honey. That's uh, <laughs> that's just my ledger. Oh, I love it. Uh, anything else on free the nipple, gentlemen? Just, just free, free it more. Free it as much as we Let can. It Let it loose. Let let those puppies uh, breathe. <laughs> um, so as we finish out today's show, uh, we're going into the off season. So show's going to change a little bit. Uh, obviously going to be shorter episodes with less content to cover. We'll still have um, the, the, the hard-hitting baseball content that you come here for. But uh, an update to curtain calls because it's going to be hard to come up with a hot take every week um, when there's nothing going on. So... Curtain calls are only going to be done when you have something to let loose, so we don't got to force it. So it's it's still fresh for you guys. So, gentlemen, do you have a final curtain call, or are you letting it roll until it's right? I got one. I think there's going to be another female that was inspired by Julia Rose, and will show her tits tonight. I mean, it is it's it's wow. still Breast Cancer Awareness <laughs> Month. Yeah, so free the nipple. I didn't know curtain calls were things we hope for. It can be anything uh, you I'm want it to it. be. <laughs> <laughs> I am. It's, it's happening. Because, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. I, I'll one-up I it. Um, I hope that in a fit of excitement from the Astros winning the World Series uh, and and Justin Verlander hopefully going out and shoving, that Kate Upton shows her uh, she stands with Julia Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I've seen them already. After the fappening, I have all those. So. That's so funny. Uh, Dude, all uh, I was going to say was one thing I'm keeping an eye on. The past five years, the Tampa Bay Rays have made trades in the month of November, and I'm ex- expecting that trend to continue. Hmm. So, so we'll going, getting there. back to baseball. I, I know. Sorry, right, guys. So sorry to that was – Throw a wrench in that? Sorry to throw a bra on your nipples. But. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's 23. That was our Jordan episode, and I think that is the goat. Um, <laughs> so, for, for Matty P, for Real 7 Costanza, I'm Tommy Curicelli saying, see ya! Take those tits out for the boys, tits out for the boys, for the boys of the summer, for the boys of the summer. I said, take those tits out for the boys, tits out for the boys, for the boys of the summer. We the boys of the summer, summer. We the boys of the summer. Throw the windows down when we in your town. You know we the boys of the summer. Everybody know us, everybody show up. You know we the boys of the summer. Summer.